Welcome to episode three of Beauty and the Gee, grappling in life from the female perspective. In this episode, we are talking about the self-defense aspect of jujitsu. I'm Jen Eads. I'm a white belt full of questions and curiosity about all things jujitsu. And in my life off the mat, I work with industry experts and business owners to help them produce podcasts. I'm AJ Klingerman, a world champion purple belt and a little obsessed with jiu-jitsu. I own, along with my husband, two Brazilian jiu-jitsu academies, Indiana Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Endurance Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in central Indiana. I spend a great deal of my time training and teaching jiu-jitsu and self-defense. So let's jump into this episode about the self-defense aspect. Yeah. So what does that mean to you? Yeah, well... I, like I say in my introduction, um, I, I teach a lot of self-defense. It's become a, a big passion of mine. Jiu-jitsu is about leverage and technique, right? It's not necessarily about being bigger and stronger. You know, obviously that can help, but little people can do things to bigger people. So we were talking in class this morning about Mackenzie Dern and Gabby Garcia. So Mackenzie's very tiny. Gabby's much bigger than her, but Mackenzie still beat her. So, you know, Leverage and technique can win. And that's why it's important from a self-defense aspect. For a woman, typically, if you're being attacked, it's like a take your person run kind of thing, Mm -hmm. or it's a sexual assault. And, you know, in jujitsu, we train on our backs with someone between our legs, which Mm -hmm. sounds awkward, (laughs) but actually, you know, gets normal real fast, which is also a weird life we live. Um, But, you know, I always say the attacker The person on their knees basically thinks that they're in control, but I know on my back, I'm in control. I can choke you unconscious. I can break your arm. I can flip you over and get away. So that's why, you know, it's a big reason uh, why I think women should learn Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu from the self-defense aspect. Mm -hmm. And then like, if you look at it from a fight, like the, the goal of Jiu-Jitsu is take the fight to the ground dominate the position and effectively end the fight with a submission, you know, a choke, an armbar, whatever. So being able to train that way with those things, I mean, that's, that's what you need for Mm self-defense. In my uh, self-defense workshops, I teach a lot about getting away. Like that's my main goal. And I tell people, I have people ask, you know, like, well, what would you do in this? Like, well, what I would do is different than what I would teach you to do. Mm -hmm. Because my main goal is to teach you to get away. Yeah. Um, I might fight back more, but that's because I feel like I have the experience. Like I know I can choke you unconscious. So, Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, like a a brand new woman, I'm teaching her more to get away. So we teach about, you know, the weak sides of the hand so you can break the wrist or the, the grab, how to get out of a choke, like that kind of stuff. Getting away, I think is the most important thing. But if you actually train jujitsu, if you get some muscle memory attached to it, then you're more likely to be able to fight back. And I feel like because we train with guys in class that, you know, God forbid that that would ever happen, but I've experienced that weight. And I feel like I wouldn't, I would hope that I would, you know, continue to breathe and, and just think for a minute and not just flip out, which I would have, I would totally do before I ever started this. Absolutely. And like just having that, that like, okay, I've been here before, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the scenario is different if it's right. an attack versus class, but just having that, I've been here before, I know what to do. Being able to stay calm is what keeps us from that freezing. You know, mm-hmm. people talk about fight or flight, yeah, but they forget the freeze and the freeze is what, 
you know, that's the dangerous part. Like if you just freeze up because you don't have muscle memory attached, you don't have that thought process attached. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, like being able to stay calm in the moment and know what you're supposed to do to be able to fight back or to get away. So to fight or flee. Yeah. Well, and I think we are, it's so instinctive, like to push somebody away. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, if I can grab their arm and, and do something. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean, if you if you end up breaking his arm, then yeah. now he's trying to attack you with one arm and right. he couldn't with two. So, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I think a big part of it, you know, aside from the the technique and leverage is just that ability to to stay calm under pressure mm-hmm. and, you know, know that you, know, you can get out of this. You can survive this. I feel like I have more awareness now, too, just in general. Like maybe I'm just kind of paying attention to things that I didn't before. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of research that says people who know how to defend themselves are less likely to be attacked. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's why. I think, you know, you tend to walk with more confidence. You have your head on a swivel a little more Mm -hmm. and you're just, you're not an easy target. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, that's what bad guys are looking for is an easy target. So um, I think just having that ability to defend yourself makes you less of a target. I read a um, article of a a real estate agent who had been taking self-defense classes and she was attacked in a home and she said, honestly, I'm really glad it was me. She said, because somebody else might not have known what to do. Mm-hmm. So she was like, I, I was glad that I was his chosen target because I was able to fight back and the guy got arrested and everything. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of interesting, like to have that perspective of uh-huh. like, well, I'm glad he attacked me, but she, she felt like better me than somebody who couldn't defend themselves. Right. Yeah. I bet he was really surprised. I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> he thought he had, you know, this woman alone in this house and yeah. he was going to have his way with her. And that was a no go. So what do you even do? Like if that's your profession and you've got to be in spaces where they're not ideal from a safety standpoint, like, is there anything like what in your jujitsu brain is like? Yeah. So, you know, little stuff like I would never lead someone into a room. Okay. So I would stand at the doorway and let them go into the room because I don't want them behind me able to shut the door and trap me in. Mm -hmm. So little stuff like that. I always have like, so I used to be a real estate agent. It's one of the many millions of things <laughs> I've done in my short life. Um, but, you know, like James and I had a plan. Like if ever I felt uncomfortable, I would call him and basically be like, hey, can you get that red folder off my desk or whatever our clue mm-hmm. was, you know, yeah. and that was like, I'm in trouble. I need somebody here. Not to the point where I'm being attacked, obviously, right. but where somebody was definitely making me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, there's there's the pepper spray. I definitely recommend that. I think that if you're going to carry a gun, you need to be very, very comfortable with it. You need to have practiced a lot with it. Mm-hmm. Um, because if not, you're more likely to get yourself in more trouble. Yeah, I would be that person. I, I, I mean, you know, yeah. like it, I, my mom, she doesn't like to carry because she doesn't feel comfortable enough with it. Mm-hmm. Me, like I, I do typically carry and I practice with it every day. You know, like I yeah. practice getting it out of whatever holster I'm wearing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and it's funny because I can defend myself, right? Yeah. But um, 
right now my back's pretty injured. So I'm like, if I were attacked, I don't feel as comfortable being able to defend myself, which mm-hmm. makes me want to make sure yeah. that, <laughs> right. that I'm prepared, you know? So, but things like that, you know, it's funny, like uh, the real estate industry recommends that you take a friend with you as a real estate agent. I don't know many real estate agents that are able to just take a friend with them. Yeah, um, That's not really how their job works. <laughs> um, but, you know, making sure that someone knows where you are. Mm-hmm making sure little things like that your phone yeah. is charged and that kind of stuff. You never know who might, you know, it's, it's not always the creepy guy. Sometimes yeah. it's the really nice charismatic. So you just, you always have to have your head on a swivel and not let your guard down. Mm-hmm. I think that is good advice. I have a lady that started with me recently and she's in her sixties and she came to me cause she wanted self-defense. And so we started with just private lessons and um, going through, you know, the wrist breaks and, and the chokes and, you know, a couple hip toss kind of things, which is mm-hmm. funny, you know? Um, but she, she wanted just that self-defense aspect. And then eventually I'm like, okay, you, you have to get into classes because there's only so much that we can really do one-on-one. Mm-hmm. You need to feel what other people are going to do to you. Yeah. Right. So having that more live aspect of class and different body types and different people that aren't going to kind of protect her in the same way that I might right. um, are, are important for her continued education of self-defense. Yeah. I know for me, just personally, the more that I do the stuff, the more comfortable I get, especially when we drill a lot like that's that for me is what really starts to cement because I still feel really slow. Like I am in slow motion most of the time, but with the drilling and then as you know, the pressure increases and they make it harder right. every time. Like that's, that's where I feel the change starting to happen and starting to get just a little more comfortable being a white belt. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about self-defense and something to try on the mat. Okay. Um, so our try this on the mat tip uh, this week is practicing hip movement. I think if you can really get down hip movement, that's going to help your jujitsu so much. And what I mean by that, like standing with base. And if you don't know what standing with base is, I'm sure there are YouTube videos. Maybe I'll put out one. <laughs> we but should do one and then link to it in the show we notes. We should. We should definitely do that. Okay, okay we'll we're do gonna one. Do that. I'll, I'll do a sitting and standing with base. Okay. Um, and the reasons why sitting with base is important from a self-defense aspect but then that hip movement, that hip movement that comes along with standing with base is in oh, almost all of jujitsu. There are so many moves where I know my coach will say it's just like standing with base. And if you don't understand what that is, you're lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but more importantly, like being able to hip escape or shrimp helps you escape a bottom position. So what happens if you you know, are attacked and you choke them unconscious and now they're laying on top of you. Well, right. a hip escape to get out, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so being able to um, use that hip movement, whether, you know, they're on top of you in mount or in your guard or inside control, holding you down, whatever, hip movement. That's a very, very important part of jujitsu. Okay, so that is our on the mat. What's, what's your recommendation for off the mat this week? Okay, so this is a shameless plug. Yay! <laughs> Um, last year I put out a self-defense DVD. It's called dare to be fearless, the everyday woman's guide to self-defense. And you can get that at the fight hub, which I'm sure Jen will put a link to in the show notes. Cause she's awesome like that. <laughs> 
but it goes through everything from those first um, moments of being able to get away, sitting and standing with base, and some attacks from guard, from mount, um, some escapes, that kind of stuff. It's I, I had written a couple of books a couple of years ago, and I, I was very proud of those. Nothing to do with jujitsu or business, funny <laughs> enough. Um, but I think that the self-defense instructional has been one of the things I've been most proud of in my life. I'm I'm very proud of the work that it put in and the things that it could teach people. All right. Well, we'll have the link to that in the show notes. <laughs> Are you excited about anything coming up, Jen? Funny you ask that, AJ. I am so excited to go to my first ever women's camp. And that is coming up in May. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that, if there are even still spots left when this podcast gets out into the world. I'll be surprised if there are, but maybe, maybe you'll get lucky or you'll be emailing me and I'll have to tell you I'm sorry. And that's the hardest thing for me. (laughs) I hate telling people no, which is how we ended up with um, opening up almost 150 spots for this camp because I hate telling people no. We rented a bigger facility. I have Rachel Casillas coming in. Rachel is a black belt um, on Team Zenith, which is So she runs an academy with her husband down in Tennessee, and this is her sixth time teaching at our camp. I love Rachel. Everyone loves Rachel. She's very, um, she is a little aggressive, but uh, she's a former Marine and she's a, like a attorney. So um, she's a lot of fun. She's great at jujitsu. She's won worlds and pans and she's just amazing. So she'll teach on Sunday. Um, I'm bringing out Emily Kwok. Emily Kwok is an old school jujitsu chick and a mom. So it's kind of, you know, kind of that balance of life. Rachel's a mom as well. Um, But, you know, just kind of having that balance and and teaching the girls, you know, how they, how they manage through Mm -hmm. that. But yeah, so we'll do several training sessions. There will be times that we'll do like a Q and a, and that can be about jujitsu. It can be about, you know, how to survive as the only woman in the school or how to build a women's team. They, They go over all different types of things. So. It's going to be amazing. I'm so excited for it. Me too. <laughs> so yeah, so if if there are still spots available or if you want to check and see if there are any available, you can uh, check the fighthub.com. And uh, yeah, so thanks for spending the day with us. Yeah. And I'm not going to even say if you like this podcast, because I think if you're still here, then you probably like this podcast. And if you love jujitsu, then you probably have a friend that loves jujitsu and also needs to hear this podcast. So what you should do is share this podcast with them after you have subscribed, because the goal is to get a few episodes out into the world and then get these out on a regular basis. Yes, absolutely. So that when you do subscribe, we magically show up in your favorite podcasting app of choice. So subscribe, share, and then connect with us I can't even say in real life yet. I guess you, some of them, if they're in Indiana, can connect with us in real life. But if you're not in Indiana and you want to connect with us, Instagram is my jam and you will find me there at Brassy Broad Jen. You can find me on Instagram at AJ Klingerman. I'm also the same on Facebook, so you can find me there as well. All right. And we will see you on off the, the mat. mat. <laughs> All right. Let's try again. All right. <laughs> And we will see you on on the the mat. mat.